0: Welcome to Community
1: Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to do a deep dive into one of the most important and overlooked channels of marketing, community. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know to build, grow, and engage a community centered around your brand. Joining us for Community Week is Rachel McCool. She is the Senior Community Manager at GoDaddy. Prior to her current role, Rachel has also served as a leader in community growth and management for a couple of little companies you may have heard of, eBay and Facebook. So far this week, we've talked about the value of community, and today we're going to discuss the infrastructure that brands need to build a scalable community. Here's the second installment of Community Week with Rachel McCool from GoDaddy. Rachel, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Thanks, Ben. Happy to be here with you again.
1: It's exciting to have you here for Community Week. In our last episode, we talked about the reasons why brands are building communities. And my takeaway from that episode is it's great for marketing. You could do some content creation, lead generation. You're getting all your customers to say nice things about your brand publicly. You're also, you have the ability to do some customer service and have your customers help answer other customer questions. You're getting product feedback and you're able to build relationships with the people that are most important to your company, which are your customers. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about the underlying infrastructure for community This is a marketing and technology podcast. So let's talk a little bit about some of the technology solutions that you've found to be useful for companies that are looking to create a scalable community. So most of the time you mentioned in our last episode that people think of community and they think of forums. And I'm assuming that there is some sort of a white label forum product. I'm sure that there's a bunch of these. Just for the underlying topics and getting your customers to start writing about your products for better or for worse, what are the technology solutions that you lean on for that type of product?
2: Well, just to be upfront, GoDaddy uses Lithium Technology. It's a company out of San Francisco. They have a lot of experience in building community platforms and you can do a lot of customization with them. So that's who we use There are other solutions out there as well. And certainly, I think that depending on the size of your company and, again, what your goals are, to go and immediately invest in some kind of technical infrastructure could be very costly for you. I always think that we have all of these social platforms for doing a lot of experimentation with creating community. So a great example is everybody knows Facebook. So there's Facebook groups and you can set up a Facebook group or first, obviously, you should have your Facebook page. But set up a Facebook group, invite some customers to come into your group and just start having conversations with them and having them to get to know each other as well. And test that out for a while and see how that goes. And then if that seems like that's going well, then maybe you find some kind of technical forum because there's lots of them out there. Maybe, again, start small if you want to create something around your own brand. The only thing that I would caution you about is, like all good things technology, if you're going to change out platforms over time, customers do not like change. So changing out any kind of technology can be challenging. And the other thing is, is that if you're using a community forum product that has not been around for a long time, I would really caution you, especially if you're a bigger brand. And people know you and have expectations of you to make sure that you do your due diligence in looking at multiple companies that are out there and choosing one that has some longevity and a lot of flexibility.
1: So what I'm hearing is that there's probably a million community tools in some form or fashion out there. If you're going to invest in using some sort of a white label product, make sure that you're using one that's going to be stable that has a reputation that you feel like you can rely on over a longer period of time as opposed to focus on something that's new and has a bunch of bells and whistles and might be, you know, a dollar cheaper.
2: Exactly. I mean the old adage of you get what you pay for is I think really really true in business. So from a flexibility standpoint and customization standpoint, you want to be able to make something look and feel like your brand and feel like how you want to portray your brand. But also I would say being really careful with that as well, because sometimes when you customize something so much, and then if you decide that you need to make a change, then obviously it can become really challenging to go to the next step. So a great example of a big project that I helped to manage, I actually went back to eBay. This was in, I think about 2014, to help them to convert from one platform to another platform. And they at the time had 14 different communities because eBay's global company, they had different platform, different community.
1: Buyers, sellers. Yeah,
2: different countries. yeah. So that was a really, really big project to get from one platform to the other. And luckily, both companies were extremely professional to work with. But that was a lot of time and effort to make that happen. And what we tried to do with the new platform was to make it look and feel very similar to the platform that we were moving from. And again, that's because people like to have very similar functionality. They get used to things. And if you're trying to accomplish having customers help you to create content and community platforms or help to answer questions that other customers may have... You don't want all the bells and whistles. You actually want something that's fairly easy to use and also for people to sign up for and get into really quickly and not make it challenging for them. Otherwise, as we all know, people try something for the first time. If they really struggle with it, they're probably not going to come back again. So simple is better.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. So talk to me a little bit about the trade-offs between using the social media type forums. You mentioned that there's Facebook groups and you can have a Facebook page and I'm sure you can have an Instagram hashtag or a community on LinkedIn. There's multiple different ways you can use existing social media tools as opposed to owning your own community. Is one better than the other? What are the trade-offs there?
2: From my personal standpoint, I like to have a community that is under our brand, as well as kind of being able to have the control over the technical functionality and the customization options. That said, again, a lot of people don't have the money to be able to do that. Totally understandable. So I think what you need to think about is not so much, again, all of the bells and whistles and certainly using Facebook and Instagram and you know potentially Twitter or any of the other social tools. Most customers have the expectation that companies are going to be on all of those tools, which gets to the challenge of the people part of moderation and managing a community. But I think that there's so much more that you can do with it. And certainly helping to promote through however your company promotes your products and services and your brand. You have probably a lot more flexibility in that matter, but we do have a lot of good social tools out there as well to utilize.
1: To me, the idea of ownership of the community, being able to not only manage the platform, but own the content provides a lot of value, not only because you can really curate what's on there and what's visible, but also you get the SEO value and then you could take the content that's posted on your platform and share it wherever you want. I do think that the expectation is that brands will be on the relevant major social networks. Obviously, if it's a B2B company, you're going to be probably more focused on LinkedIn than anything else. If you're a consumer company, then you get into the Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. I feel like the list of social networks now is getting close to endless. You mentioned that there's moderation outside of just the platform of posting content. What are the technologies that you're using to manage moderation or is that just hand-to-hand combat?
2: Well, again, I think it depends on how companies are structured and if the team that is managing the social platforms is combined with the community platform team. Some companies are structured that way, other companies not so much. So that, I think, again, stepping back from looking at the tools more of like, how are you structured and what are you trying to accomplish? How much do those teams work together are they the same people? Sometimes in companies, the same two people are on all of the platforms. So there are tools in the background to manage all of that. GoDaddy uses Sprinkler for managing all the social platforms. Obviously, we use Lithium's tools and Lithium has tools that can also help to manage all social platforms. But the structure and how we function here at GoDaddy, we don't have combined tools. Other companies do have combined tools and use one. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And from a moderation standpoint, also, how many people do you have and how often do you want to be out engaging customers?
1: Talk to me a little bit about measurement of community activities. When you have your social media, your moderation tools, you have a tool like Lithium, which is helping you do the underlying community management. You're using your social networks. It seems like the conversations are being spread multiple places. How are you evaluating whether your community is performing the way that you want them to? Are there sentiment analysis tools? What are some of the metrics you use at? And what are some of the tools you use to evaluate your performance?
2: So there's different ways of looking at success of community. And this goes with also social channels, like what's successful? And also, how are you accomplishing the expectations of customers? What do they expect out of all of these channels that you're potentially engaging in with them? We use a lot of different measurements, looking at on a weekly basis and a monthly basis, and this is pretty common for most community platforms, you look at time to first response, you look at the number of questions that have been answered, you look at certainly page views, how many people have actually registered, how many people come back, and we call it member entrances, so people who have actually registered and then are members of your community, how many of them are actually coming back on a regular basis, so in Lithium's platform, they have a way that you can actually accept an answer as a solution. So we look at solution views, how many accepted solutions do we have? In all of the social platforms, how many people are actually liking your content? So there's lots of different ways to measure community engagement. And then you can also look at, is there even broader measurement than that? How does it connect to revenue? Are we deflecting calls from calls or chats from our customer service? So it depends on the focus of the community and what you're trying to accomplish.
1: Interesting. A couple of things that stick out to me what you said, there's you're team's ability to respond to your customers' inquiries, like what's your time to response is the one that you mentioned, but it's really like how effective is your team in terms of working with your customers. Then there's the volume of either content that's being created or responses. And then there's how effective are those responses and is the community engaging with them in a way that they feel satisfied with? That's where your likes are coming in there. Are there any other classifications of metrics that you think that are relevant?
2: I think that that covers off the pretty big swath. Companies measure different things. Certainly, if you're doing lead generation, obviously, you might want to look at how many new customers have we signed up and engaged. If you're looking at product sales again, what actions are people taking? Potentially they're coming to a community forum or other types of engagement, whether it's Facebook or Pinterest. And are they actually then from those, are they actually making product purchases or purchasing your service? So that's pretty important if you can figure out how to track those type of metrics.
1: Any last tools specifically for people that have lower budgets, if they're trying to create their own community or trying to start building more of a connection with their customers, any other tools that you suggest?
2: I think it's really easy to pick up the phone or contact people through social channels and just ask them if they'd be willing to, if you're in an area and you have customers in the area, come in and have lunch with you and just start meeting people in person and talking to them a bit. And I think that that's a great tool for engagement with customers, which then can lead to more ideas and more potential opportunities to interact with customers. So pro
1: tip for people that are just starting to think about community, one of the most effective tools you can use is a telephone and a microwave. Just make sure that you have something delicious for your customers when they arrive and never microwave fish in an office. I think that that's probably a great place to land the plan on this episode of Community Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Rachel for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Rachel's tips for building an effective community strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we're going to talk about how you can get your community off the ground from square one. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Rachel, you can find a link to her bio in our show notes or you can contact her on LinkedIn and Twitter where her handle is Rachel McCool, R-A-C-H-E-L-M-A-K-O-O-L. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries and transcripts of all of our episodes. And if you're a subscriber to the Martech podcast, we want to thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you. So we built benjshap.com slash question where you can submit questions that we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My personal handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Community Week, we've got great episodes lined up for the rest of the month. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.